war. Allied nations prepare for retaliation as the dark cloud and Axis blitz envelops Europe. Axis forces that threaten not only the nations of Europe, but the stability of the entire globe. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ruse HQ broadcast. Welcome to the Ruse HQ broadcast. I'm one half of the, the broadcast, Alex Connolly, and may I introduce the creator of Ruse HQ, Joey Desperado. Yep, Ruse HQ is my, my blog site, blog, fan site kind of thing that I'm doing. Uh, started in the in the months leading up to Ruse because I was just so excited, had to, had to write it all down, and has uh, has carried on until now. Ruse is out, and I'm doing this podcast. Another guy who wanted to join me, and so I hope you all enjoy it. And I'll try to keep uh, coverage going through Ruse and write about Ruse and play Ruse and talk Ruse and live Ruse. Anyway, well, let's let's talk about what is Ruse. Let's talk about Ruse. Indeed. Uh, you know, it's a real time strategy game, right? First off, uh. Developed by uh, Ugen Systems Incorporated or something, Ugen Systems. That much I know. Uh, and it's unique from other real-time strategy games, uh, certainly, or else I wouldn't be, you know, so obsessed with it, uh, if you will. Uh, certainly, uh, Alex, anything? Yeah, I I think it's an interesting title because it seems to be doing a number of things on a number of fronts. It's shaking up sort of the the general conventions of of real-time strategy we've never been in this middle ground between grand strategy and the i guess your 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 more traditional sort of starcraft or command and conquer level maybe even you know world in conflict or or ground control the more real-time tactical strategy games it sort of sits more in this this yeah operational level field where you're you're not so much worried about this you know, uh, micromanagement. It's it's about the big picture. Exactly. It's like it's like they broke down all of the systems that you need to do in a standard RTS. Uh, like like you know StarCraft. There's all these crazy things going on with your base building orders and all that nonsense. Versus Ruse, they kind of take that out and allow you to play, you know, your strategy with your mind and really not have to worry about that kind of thing. And I think it's great. That's true. It's it's interesting because I think you know we might discuss this later in the in the uh, broadcast, but it could be to its detriment with a lot of people that they don't have that level of uh, of control um, with uh, what they're used to. I guess the the flavor of the month being StarCraft and micromanagement and APMs at a yeah fairly high rate per minute. But uh, but yes, but yeah, ruse uh, really interesting and and. You'd be able to answer this better than me, but a, a bit of a, a character-driven single-player, something you, you probably wouldn't see in your average World War II strategy game? Well, 
they hyped it up as a character driven and that's what I hoped it was that's what I wished it was and that's what maybe it might be to some people who don't play single player games and stuff like that but uh, we'll, we'll talk about this probably more in depth but uh, maybe not that uh, oh well Yes, yes, I must um, make a, a disclosure here. I am awaiting the PS3 version because I don't have a computer that can run anything more than Minesweeper and Ski Free. <laughs> so I can't actually comment on anything but the PSN demo. Shall we talk a little bit about UGen Systems? Indeed. Uh, over there, I guess they're in Paris is where they're based. Yes, I, I read they're they're kind of obscured. Uh, they're not really mainstream developers, but uh... it was started in two thousand. The studio with mm. two brothers, Alexis and Cedric Ledresse. I don't. Sorry, probably massacring the pronunciation. One was <laughs> no a, doubt. Um, <laughs> one was a, an architect, the other a software engineer. They're sort of a, a down low developer. Mm-hmm. I, I believe I'm familiar with this Alexis character, as he is a. Uh, uh, he was one of the the staples in some of their videos. So. Their gameography or their 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 history thus far has been times of conflict, which was a yeah very very hard to find information on this game. I don't think it was terribly successful. It seemed like a small studio though, so they wouldn't need you know millions of dollars in revenue to to keep afloat. So it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, an interesting f- first start, but they seem to be a um a strategy developer through and through. There's, there's nothing sort of outside the box, although they do shake it up within the genre, it seems. Their next game was The Gladiators Galactic Circus Combat, which I'll be able to comment on when it comes in. I've got it coming in um, from the States. Sounds yeah. wild. Yeah, <laughs> it seems seems like an, an arena combat action game meets a real-time tactical strategy so I'm pretty interested yeah, to well see that's how not that's, that wild yeah. well yeah I like the uh, I like the combination there now this is where you had a bit of an issue trying to investigate their act of war games mm, yeah which well I did read a couple of reviews which uh, you know any old chump could do that I don't I don't really uh, I can't really vouch for it on that but it, it seemed well reviewed I don't think it was also a terrible success but you know who can say and uh so yeah, I, I bought Act of War. I believe it was Direct Action from Steam. They're they're real cheap. They're like twenty bucks. So no big deal. But it, it gave me some crazy DirectX message. I did get to watch the the opening cinematic though. Uh, they're doing all this live action stuff like uh, Command and Conquer style, uh, really corny and cheesy and bad acting, but kind of awesome in its own way. <laughs> and uh, they took that out for ruse. No surprise, but but. It's almost too bad. Yeah. Oh, well. And I guess that's where they go on to do uh, Ruse. Why don't we talk about um, our anticipation? Mm-hmm. Certainly. I'd probably be able to, as the one who started a site about this, uh, you know, be the one to talk the most about this. Uh, you know, I first got my hands on the game in uh, in the beta in spring of 2010. I don't know. I know it was running in March at some point. I don't know if that was the beginning. I don't know if that was the end, but it was in March uh, the, the, that I played a bunch of that. And I just remember 
uh, I saw an article about it somewhere, and it was like, you know, free, be free beta, or beta, as they say, uh, and, you know, what wh what's there to lose? So I put it up, got it through Steam, great, just, just blown away by how accessible it was, and how, uh, how fun it was to, to, wit to just, pretty much just pit your wits about, around another guy without, uh, without, or another guy or girl or guys or girls, uh, without having to deal with, uh, the, the kind of high, uh, high bar of entry that, that, that some real-time strategy games have, uh, it was also great, it was one of my first real-time strategy games, so I, I was surprised that I got so into it so fast, uh, and yeah, I was just looking forward to it ever since that, and, and, uh, you know, then the free weekend came, and I, I played way more than I should have in five days. But I knew it was going to be five days I had to play, and then the demo and whatnot, and then Ruse. So uh, how how'd it go for you, Alex? Um, I I sort of came at it sort of at a, an interesting angle, and it's kind of kind of an unpopular stance, but I get really excited about console strategy games. I guess the the transition of you know what is traditionally a uh, a PC genre onto consoles is something I find fascinating. Only for the fact that if we go back, you know, to the I guess to the late '90s, and we started seeing the trickling of first-person shooters that were making it onto console, and then of course uh, everyone's favourite juggernaut, Halo, really took it to the next level, and seemed. You know, some people might be detractors about it, but really energised the genre. So, seeing strategy games slowly make their way uh, from being simple ports, like we saw on the on the PlayStation with Command and Conquer and Red Alert and KKND, you know, these strange little ports, to interesting experiments like Aliens vs Predator Extinction, which. I mean, it, it, it had a heart of gold, I'll say that, but not much else. <laughs> to things like Halo Wars and Tom Clancy's End War. So I just, I want to see that excitement and that, that fervour that um, sort of grabbed the first-person shooter genre on console transfer over to the real-time strategy genre. Yeah, I mean, in 10 years we're going to be looking back and it'll be like, you know, real-time strategy games started on PC. No, that's crazy. It, yeah, well, uh, as hopefully. long as there's a an, an equilibrium, I guess it's it'd just be nice to have a game which Ruse pretty much is. Like, I think this is a big hallmark that has managed to not constrict anything within the product simply because of the platform that it's on. And I'll talk about that when we sort of share our our views on the game slash demo. In my case. So, yeah, my anticipation simply came out of that, and also because it just looked like a really classy kind of affair when it was uh, announced, the, the idea of the traditional war game, board game aesthetic pushed into a real-time strategy just was was too good an offer to pass up. So, uh, how's the... Uh, let's talk about what makes what makes it, let's say, bearable on the PS3. How, how's your controller working... Well, it's the the pace of Ruse is definitely something that sets it apart from your your standard, I guess, the traditional economy based real time strategy. Just the the flow and the 
the grand sweeping strategy of it all means that while you can still have a, a faster game, you never feel overwhelmed. The you know pushing unit stacks around the uh, around the map is a breeze to do. There's a, an elegance and simplicity of the control scheme. It's it's forced me actually, or not forced. I was I was quite open to the idea when I heard that the uh, that Ruse was going to support the PlayStation Move control scheme, their uh, their motion controller. So I was thinking, okay, well this the the traditional controller control scheme might simply be a stopgap, but I can safely say that it feels incredibly natural to use a, a you know a standard DualShock 3 and I'm I'm actually really surprised and the feedback I've seen on some message boards of people who thought oh yeah I'll give this a go have been as as surprised pleasantly surprised as as I've been it's just a, a joy to control and does not suffer in any way in the strategy department because of it yeah yeah at one point during the beta I actually uh I plugged in a 360 gamepad because uh, that was supported it's supported on PC for uh, whatever reason I'm not sure anyone who's actually playing competitively obviously not going to use it but but it is supported and I tried it out and uh yeah I, I totally agree with you the, the just the way the game's set up, uh, it doesn't make it about having to having to fit it to the controller. It's the controller fits to the game in that you don't need a ton of buttons and you don't need uh, the accuracy of my mouse to be able to uh, really effectively uh, strategize and, and move units about and whatnot. Uh, and I think that's that's really interesting and it's definitely a step forward in the uh, in the console RTS genre or genre, if you will. And uh, and I hope all the all the console RTS fans out there uh, feel the same way about it as we well, do. Well, it's it's probably the first time I felt that it's a complete package that's in no way um, in deficit compared to its what I imagine the PC counterpart is. Things I guess the closest I've come before has been End War, which was I mean I guess that took simplicity. To, to a bit of a, another level, it was still it was still good. It was no world in conflict, but um, then again, <laughs> what is? Um, so it's just it's nice to see Ubisoft sort of putting their their money behind something like like Eugen's work because uh, I think it's it's definitely paid off for them at least in a sort of a sleeper hit sense. Yeah, but with the um, the full game which which you have on PC, just first impressions. First impressions were that I had to force myself to go all the way to the left and click on campaign, even though I very well wanted to go a couple to the right and click on multiplayer. And that took a lot of willpower, and I hope everyone out there is happy for me. Uh, I did it. I don't regret it. Uh, how about we talk about the campaign a little bit? Uh, it's a piece of work. Uh, it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad in any way. Don't don't think it's horrible. It's just when when they first. And now, well, when they first started putting out content on this, they, they were talking about this this Joe Sheridan character, and I was like, you know, cool, we're gonna follow him on a personal level, and it's gonna is gonna be really interesting. And you do follow Joe Sheridan around, but let's just say that the story aspects I didn't think were conveyed super super polished uh, in any sense. The voice acting in that game is is horrible. It's dismal, but I can get around that. I'm not. I'm not that jaded. I realize that I can look under that and see the story they're trying to convey, and it's 
it's a super generic World War II story that that kind of conflicts with me morally because they make this the, the whole idea is you're opposing this German general a lot of the time who is a genius and you know and he's using his ruses and deceiving you which is interesting that you're not you're not just fighting tanks and whatnot uh so you're trying to hunt down this guy I can't even remember his name but you're trying to hunt down this German guy I think he has a real I think corny it's, it's name von Richter uh, Oh, that's not corny at all. I'm sorry, Germans. That's not... Uh, well, now I feel like a jerk, but I thought he had, like, some... I think he goes by some pseudonym or something that might be a little corny. Anyway, uh, that that the beginning actually is kind of interesting is that it starts out and uh, it's in, like, the end of the war and you have Joe and he's, like, all dressed up as, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but... The, the most of the game takes place in like a flashback in the Joe Sheridan I remember how this all started kind of way which kind of weird but also kind of interesting and uh, the thing at the end is that they're hunting down this German general and they're like you know we gotta get that guy he cost us a lot of lives and, and trying to make him out to be just this evil guy and it kind of conflicted me because that's mm-hmm. not the way it was like these generals didn't they're fighting for their cause I mean obviously not not a good cause, but they're not evil murderers who are out there, and it kind of put them out to be, I think that kind of put them in a bad light as far as the story, but this Joe Sheridan character, uh, I don't, I don't like Joe Sheridan, I thought I would, coming in, he just, he yells everything, like, he, he's angry, he's a jerk, he's always mad at, at Weatherby, who, well, you'll see about that, but he's always, like, mad, uh, he's calling everyone else idiots, he's not a fun guy to play around with both the campaign the missions they're fine they're, they're good to play uh they're interesting a lot of them are very slow like the multiplayer probably uh is a little it's a little faster it's definitely not as fast as as a lot of our rts games are but uh the campaign a lot of the missions are slow they're you know move your units gradually over here and overtake this objective and then pump out a couple units and there are some missions where you're pumping out units and there are some where you just have a set army uh, either way is definitely good I played it on hard difficulty because I played a lot of ruse and you know and it doesn't seem super difficult uh, there were a couple parts where it was rough but not not in the good kind of way not in the kind of way where you're like well I gotta manage my troops well and, and know where to put them and know what to what to do and when to attack and whatnot. but it was like one of the most frustrating parts was it was like you have four infantry units now go kill these six infantry units, and I eventually figured out you can just take them on two at a time, but a little frustrating, no big deal, like, it took me like four times to get through that, whatever. Uh, other than that, campaign, I think it's enjoyable, it definitely is, the, the cutscenes, they're, they're, uh, they seem well made, the story progresses uh, at, at a good clip, uh, however, the characters were not, they weren't what I were hoping, they were what I was hoping that they would be. So, yeah, but maybe you'll enjoy it more than I do. Well, I'm I'm interested when they first announced that it, when the first previews were coming through, that it was going to be some kind of, uh, I guess, an emphasis on narrative, which is kind of interesting in the genre, considering the only other games that we have that are noted, at least for their story, are things like StarCraft. So I, I was looking forward to the change that we'd have with two two generals essentially 
fighting it out, a, a tournament of minds rather than the, than the usual sort of oh, gun ho yeah. nature of things. Right. It's very interesting in that sense where it's not like uh, you are the Americans, now you have to take out the Germans uh, and progress across this land and fight the big battles and whatnot. So, so yeah, they definitely took another path. Okay. Oh, well, so, yeah, it sounds interesting and I'm, yeah, as I said, I'm... I'm looking forward to it. It is. Um, as far as the AI goes, how have you found it thus far in the campaign? Are we looking at something that's that's you know quite quite a challenge, or once you're well, the camp the campaign AI is all like objective based, uh, which it's it's not super fantastic. It's like you're gonna capture this point and then they're gonna attack you. Uh, so it's not really. I haven't encountered any battles where the AI is really actively reacting to what you're doing other than on a very scripted sense. You can take, you can build up a bunch of tanks and then take them around and blow up all their bases and sometimes they just won't react. And it, it's, it's not great. But if you do the objectives, it seems adequate. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's the one thing about the uh, the demo on, on PS3 that I've found is... It's really hard to gauge the uh, the ruses themselves against a non-dynamic enemy because of the idea of this whole poker-like feints and and sort of yeah trying to trying to goad your opponent into doing things using your own uh, your camouflage maneuvers and 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 uh, things like that. So that that is a lot better in the multiplayer than it is in the AI. Uh, in that you can actually trick actual people into making mistakes, and it, it's it's great. It's a great feeling. Looking forward to it. Well, multiplayer. How much have you played? And yes, give me give me your views. As as much as I as I could while still playing the campaign, uh, which you you can I've I've gotten in like some ten or eleven hours of ruse so far, which you know couple days, whatever. I, I wasn't even able to play much yesterday, so every moment that I have been available, I've been trying to do it. Uh, multiplayer's great. I've been having an issue uh, with my internet. My internet is crap. It's horrible. And it's because I live in a rural area, and I, I literally have the fastest and best internet available, but it is still... It's bad. And so... I've been having an issue in like the last 10 or 15 games I've been getting into where it just, uh, my I guess my ping's too high and it kicks me out after however long. And it's very frustrating uh, because I'm letting all my other teammates down. Obviously, I don't get to play, but everyone else thinks I'm a jerk and I'm going to play with those guys you know, more often and they're going to go, oh, it's that guy. And the stuff I played before then and when that's not happening is, it's it's really fantastic. It's... It's ruse, and they haven't changed too much in the multiplayer other than the balancing stuff from the beta. Uh, so no surprises, uh, but that's that's a good thing, I would say, because the multiplayer, it's so great. Uh, like, some people play it, and they don't use the ruses, like, as as tricks. They just use them as buffs, which is, it's one way of playing, you know, is use blitz on your HQ, speed up your supply trucks to get more money. And then you crank out tanks and go crush the other guys. That's you know that's a way a lot of a lot of people play it. And the thing about it is you don't necessarily lose when you do that. Uh, people don't always use the ruses, which is a bummer because that's what the game is about. 
and though it also makes it so that smart players uh, can can beat another army with with a lot less like economy and tanks and what well I keep using the word tanks that's not it's not what I mean uh, offense and it's a really interesting aspect uh, some of the ruses just don't get used at all hardly a lot of the the like fake bases no one makes fake bases uh, though I I actually occasionally do just to break that the, the habit or the uh, generalization because no one's expecting it and it doesn't there's a reason why no one does that it you could also be spending those ruses on buffs and uh, you, you know so it's rough but as far as the actual multiplayer goes it's you know it's great uh, there was the issue I was gonna talk about uh, the consoles, I guess, have a unit cap uh, on the multiplayer, which is a huge bummer for all, all all you console players. And UGen didn't want it; no one wanted it. But you know, uh, system restrictions made it happen. Uh, how do you feel about this, Alex? As a you know, as a console player. Well, I guess it's one of those things that I'll I'll come to understand it a lot better when I've got the full game. If anything, maybe it'll teach me to do more with less not having the pc version and not knowing the uh the free and easy life of um a fairly <laughs> a fairly large unit count in the demo which is the, f the first section of the monte casino campaign i've found that i've had enough units to do what i've needed to do that's going to be a bit different in the full game and undoubtedly in multiplayer but i think it's 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 hard to say if you know there's a cap you've got a target of what you can do with how many units so i mean it would have been nice but i guess it just comes down to i would rather have a smooth running operation on a on my my ps3 than um a chunky stalling mess that's just yeah right. at odds with a smooth gameplay yeah that's unplayable yeah, the, the cap actually it's not it's not horrible. It's something like like sixty units or something. Uh, most games you know, on PC, I, I I doubt I would ever reach. You know, I would probably reach half of that. Okay. Most games, uh, Ruse doesn't take a million units. However, there are games I've been into that that just get crazy, and have tons of units, and it's a bummer that you can't do that on console. But the thing is, those games aren't usually very fun anyway. At the point when everyone has you know, 50 tanks, and some guy has 70 bombers, uh, I get to the point where I'm like, I just, I don't want to, there's no tactical value to having this many units, it's just, you know, point and shoot, uh, and so I, I really don't think that that's going to take too much away, what will take some away is the bummer that they had to, I've used the word bummer too much, is the, uh, travesty that they've had to take out, uh, the, the three-on-three -three and the four-on-four -four mm. options for console, that, that's rough, uh, you know, but obviously it's because if they did that, then your unit cap would be like 10, which I, I don't know which option is preferable, but Eugen made the choice for us, so no big deal. But uh, uh, that that's that's a bummer. However, all the real competitive stuff is, is in 1v1 and 2v2 anyway, so it's yep. still... No, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the multiplayer. For the fact that I just want to experience the toing and froing and the ebbing and and flowing of the uh, ruses working against ruses and the you know units augmented under such um, situations, 
just for those, I guess, who are not familiar with the ruse concept, they are special abilities in the game that you apply to whole sectors of maps and all your units or enemy units, depending on the uh, nature of the ruse, are affected within that sector. So that's that's the, the idea of ruses. And it, it gives this whole, as I said before, this poker-like, lots of trickery and things like that. I don't know, have, have we seen this in, in strategy gaming before, Joey? Well, things like, uh, like uh, Company of Heroes Online kind of did some of that where it was like you get bonuses but I don't think I've ever seen anything so specifically done to to actually use these to trick your opponents uh, which is one of the things that, that definitely is unique for and that's why I love it and uh, so no I can't say I've seen anything uh, uh, that to that extent that they're doing yeah interesting just on a, another note in regards to the, the PS3 version, compared to the PC version, it's not the prettiest game. I will say that. But that is if you do the zooming right in um, using the, uh, the patented iris zoom technology, which I think is, which is beautiful. But the thing about it is that I find myself not really wanting to play the game at a a level, you know, 20 metres off the ground. So I don't ever find myself going into that level to see the, the muddy textures, and this is on the PS3 version, so muddy textures, a bit of tearing. We've got some pop-in issues. So just a, a lack of VRAM, I, I think that's what it's down to. Yeah, that's harsh because on PC, uh, Ruse is really a beautiful game. It's really one of the... the, the it's the best-looking real-time strategy game I, I, I can say I've ever played or even seen uh, so it's rough because I thought I thought PS3s were supposed to be up to this kind of thing uh, I guess this is why you don't see so many console RTS coming out but you know it's, true. it's a game it's, still and it, look I've got to be honest it's not an ugly game in, in that sense from when you're, you're zoomed out to where units start appearing in stacks it's fine there's, there's no problem, and I don't find myself ever having the need to go right in to, to see anything. It's a game that doesn't have micromanagement, so if you're going in, it's merely just to, to have a look at some tanks shooting across the landscape. But, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. You can take amazing screenshots of that game, because you can just look anywhere at anything, and it yeah. looks awesome. It's, oh, the screenshots that I've seen for the PC version are incredible. Really just really beautiful. Though that view is absolutely useless for anything, but, you know, whatever. It's, just, it's the tourist view when you get below 50 metres, 100 metres. Yeah. Right. It's the, hey, look what I can do That's exactly view. right. I guess we've been touching on this all the way through, but the reason Ruse is different is simply due to its... Well, you know, for, for the most part, for me, is its game flow. It's not a game that, unlike, say, the... Um, the rather popular StarCraft, isn't decided within the first five minutes of the game, it seems, especially in regards to multiplayer, which you can talk to. So what, what's your view on the flow of Ruse? Uh, I, I, think, I think that you're absolutely correct in saying uh, I've, I've played some StarCraft, and it's like, you know, uh, you've, you've got two forces. If yours gets destroyed, that's it for you. That, you know, that's all. However, in Ruse, you know, you, you you can create this whole offensive. You can spend a lot of money, make these... Okay, I'm going to say tanks again, 
because I like tanks. Don't don't hang me for it. Uh, you, you can take these tanks, sneak them in the enemy base. Oop, they had, you know, anti-tanks hidden there. Uh, all your tanks are dead. They suddenly have a great advantage. It doesn't matter. You can come back in the next five minutes with bombers and wipe everybody out. I guess I'm getting a little too specific, but the idea is that that ruse is really something that uh, that that you can play slowly or you can play fast, and either way, you're not going to get wiped out unless they do something really, really in incredible uh, in, in the first, you know, I'd say the first 15 minutes, you really don't see anyone surrender. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. In free-for-all, you see people surrender for 15. Uh, let's say we're two teams, or 2v2 if you're on you know, on your PS3, because that's, that's all you can do. But, uh, I, and on that, you're not missing too much uh, for the 3v3 and 4v4. It's, it, no you'll be fine uh, so yeah it, it's definitely a, a, a slower moving uh, multiplayer game than I've seen uh, in, in a lot of things but that can still be played very competitively and you can still play it uh, uh, to the point where you're, you're counting supply trucks coming in and versus the other person and you can see exactly where you got better and, and they got worse but they can still come back to haunt you later on? Well, it is. It's it's an interesting flow. I, I like it because it's much more relaxed. I don't need to worry about <clears throat> my build order. It's sort of, be, yeah, coming down to a science, which I find is... is I mean, there is a, a place, and of, I guess the, uh, the, the numbers speak for themselves in regards to something like StarCraft. But for me, I'm looking forward to not so much a slower, but a game that allows me to think about something greater than how many units I'm pumping out at the speed that I'm doing it at, you know, times, the the amount of um, resources that I'm gathering and, and whatnot. There's not as much math in Ruse as there would be in something like StarCraft. Not as much necessary math. Exactly what I'm, I'm looking for. And I just want to see that dynamic interplay between players using you know those you know the wonderful things of you know terrain the, the you know cheap anti-tank units anti-tank guns hidden in forests and paratroopers pouring out across the sky and just this th there's a certain romantic touch to ruse that i I've, i haven't found uh, anywhere else in in real-time strategy for for quite a while so once you play enough multiplayer that becomes a lot less romantic and more like oh god <laughs> here come the paratroopers but well as yes we'll definitely have more to say when uh when i finally get my copy which should be here next week fingers crossed so from from the time of this recording um it shouldn't be more than a week before I'm slotting that disc into my machine. And then a couple of weeks after that, it'll be the, uh, the Move controller arriving, so I'll be able to speak on that as well. But we've sort of really hit the nail on the head when it comes to what defines Ruse and um, what differentiates it from its contemporaries. Especially for a guy that has not even played the full game, uh, I would say you, you, you defined it uh as well as anyone who has played the full game, so well, <laughs> good on you for for doing your homework. Well, it's it's just a case of having played the demo quite a few times and tried out quite a, quite a few different uh, different strategies within that. So yeah, look looking forward to it. 
If you were that desperate for the demo, you're going to really enjoy the game, I think. The the demo was just about the worst part of Ruse I I had played. Uh, I'm not saying it's it's bad particularly, but it it did not shine as much as as much as the multiplayer betas and and, and things of that ilk. Well, single player demos, especially in the real time strategy genre, you don't get that dynamism that uh, you can find with uh, with multiplayer where you can really sort of stretch the uh, capacity of your units and their capabilities and um, quite keen. But um, as far as the full game itself, I guess what we can talk about now is uh, the ruse of the moment. And these are this is generally a, a small anecdote or strategy from the game that you've experienced or a particular unit that you, you quite like. Just, yeah, surface-level observations. Well, I, I, I'm going to start out with the thing that everyone in multiplayer, well, every every competitive player in multiplayer does at the very beginning on PC, and and all the really competitive ones use hotkeys, which is something that the console doesn't have. It's not something that you need. The hotkeys aren't gonna aren't gonna win you the game, but it's nice. So the first thing that that everyone does, your strategy of the moment that gets you off to a good start. As soon as the game starts, you press F and then you click your headquarters, which it it blitzes every so all your supply trucks go out faster. That's obvious, uh, you know. Clearly, you you want to get ahead real fast, and then a lot of people camouflage their base, but you know whatever your your preference is there. But my my ruse of the moment would probably be uh, what what another player did to me. Uh, on a certain map, there's one map. I believe it's actually called D-Day. Uh, it was one of the ones that that we had not seen until the game shipped. I guess you could say uh, wasn't in any of the betas or anything. And it, it's kind of unique in the fact that everyone's headquarters, uh, behind their headquarters, is a lot of open space, uh, which I was not aware of. It was the first time on my map. I didn't really check. And uh, there's a player across from me. Well, who's actually pretty close playing as Italy, and my first thought was, he's playing as Italy, what does this guy know? Uh, what on earth is he going to do? So, the answer was, he he snuck tanks behind me, and I was done. And it was all all done with radio silence and things, and I just never even saw it coming. It was, it left me baffled the way nothing had uh, in the last month. So, to that I say, to people who can pull off uh, an effective... Uh, radio silence uh, uh, raid on someone's base uh, go for it but it almost never works It that time it shouldn't have worked but for some reason it did and that my ruse of the moment is catch stupid people off guard uh, with, with things like that I was I was ignorant and I paid for it but yeah a- anything from you well, sir I mean it's interesting that just in regards to your ruse of the moment Italy now correct me if I'm wrong but are they a uh, a faction or a nation that can pump tanks or light tanks out of their barracks Th- that is correct yes straight out of the gate you could field a fairly sizable light armored raiding force I think well you could say that but on the opposite side if you're playing French Right out of the gate, you can crank out heavies. So, I, I would really rather be the French and be putting out tanks than be the Italy and putting out these tankettes, as, as they actually call them in the campaign. Uh, somebody mentions they had these Italian tanks out and they call them tankettes. So, pretty good stuff. Uh, those tanks would take about 10 minutes to kill your base anyway. 
uh, it is it is very little of an advantage. Okay, really. interesting. When the game <laughs> arrives, I'll be able to talk about more of these things with you, and we can have a good old unit comparison and faction comparison when I've got my hands dirty. My ruse of the moment simply has to be the American or the U.S. prototype unit, the Calliope variant for the M4 Sherman. Now, historically, not particularly effective. A nice piece of fireworks. But um, I think what it really does, this this unit, or any large uh, rocket artillery in the game, um, what it really conveys is the sense of distance and of firing capability of how Ruse operates. It's no longer this, this idea where, you know, you see tank battles in conventional Command and Conquer style games where it's a tank battle at 30 metres. You're looking at some units that have got a firing radius of well over a couple of kilometres. Uh, are we talking about the, uh, the, the, the fire or the, the rocket tanks here? From in the demo, it's once you get your prototype base happening or you capture the prototype base from the Germans, as is the case in the, mm -hmm. uh, in the demo, uh, Calliope uh, rocket tanks or yeah, sort of uh, become available. But it's just to see these these wonderful little calliopes sitting beside a forest or over the other side of a town and launching a barrage of rockets over many kilometres to slam into enemy units. And, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic spectacle. I don't know, it really just resonated mm -hmm. with me, just the, the way artillery can have that grim majesty. Definitely stuck with me, so that's my ruse of the moment. It's very poetic for tanks that shoot rockets, but... but well, I yeah, so it, well, it was interesting, because as soon as I saw these and had a mess around with them, I went and tried to learn more about the Calliope variant, and yeah, not many were made, as far as I know, and they certainly weren't of the effect of the, say, the Russian Katusha um, rocket trucks. So, yeah, good for buildings. Props to you, Jen. They, they try to keep all their units in line with World War II, but... I mean, they take a few liberties. Let's let's be wrong. Not not be, uh, not not give them too much credit. Uh, making, for instance, making the French like there was some uh, actual big faction in World War Two is it, it it definitely adds to the game. But but for someone who puts that much effort into keeping all their units straight with the history, it's it's a little interesting. It's an interesting choice. I guess they're French themselves, old Eugen, so <laughs> they've, they've got uh, some things to uphold, but that's definitely my ruse of the moment. Yes, rocket tanks. So, Well, we should probably wrap this up then, unless you have uh, anything else to add? That's about it. In In our next broadcast, as we'd like to be known as, We'll be able to talk more about certain strategies and um, look through the forums, any news. I'd definitely like to um, to see if we can find any information on Eugen's thoughts post-release, because that would be quite interesting to see how the public have reacted and subsequently uh, Eugen's reaction to that. So that would be interesting if we can find something. Apart from that, I think that's all we can talk about in this first Ruse HQ broadcast. Have you got any final words? Uh, well... Yeah, nothing particularly. This is uh, my, my super sexy podcast name, Joey Desperado. Uh, signing off, and uh, Alex, 
We'll see you all on the battlefield. So thanks for listening, and we will talk to you on the new edition of the Ruse HQ broadcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.